Welcome to Climate Quickies, bite-sized nuggets of climate goodness from our TEDx London experts in under five minutes. In this week's Climate Quickie, we hear from Jessica Kletchka, climate psychologist, activist, educator and writer. Jessica had her light bulb moment working at a green think tank. Whilst writing an internal news roundup, she realised that the news was more positive than she expected. Fast forward to now, Jessica's climate positive news series is a weekly media staple for the climate curious, amassing well over 10,000 reactions every week. Let's head over to Jessica to hear more about how good things are happening every day all around the world. Stay curious. Hiya, I'm Jessica Kletschka. I'm a climate psychologist, activist, educator and writer. I work in many different areas of climate action, from academic research on effective communication to youth education, campaigning against fossil fuels, as well as solutions-focused journalism. As a campaigner, I'm most active in the Stop Rosebank movement, and I'm also co-leading the Hero UK Climate Justice Circle, which is focused on stopping new fossil fuels in the UK. The climate positive movement is a section of the climate movement that has recognised that fear-based approaches are not very effective in getting people actively engaged, but rather lead to climate anxiety and resignation. So more and more academics, activists and journalists are now trying to achieve a balance between conveying the urgency of the climate crisis, whilst also stressing that we can still avoid the worst impacts if we act with urgency. Because the science says that it's not too late and there is still hope for a better and more sustainable future. So I run the Positive Climate News series on Instagram in collaboration with Earthly Education. And that started when I worked in climate policy for a green think tank. We used to monitor the media very closely and send a daily internal roundup of environmental and climate headlines. And that's when I realised that good things are actually happening every day and all around the world. So I thought that it would be really great for more people to know about these stories and started posting an accessible weekly roundup of positive policy developments, technological advances, as well as activism wins, because really most of these climate wins would not have been possible without the work of communities and grassroots activists. And running the series has been really good for my mental health. As a climate professional and even a climate psychologist, um, I'm really not immune to climate anxiety and often I literally won't see any good news in the media all week until I start researching this weekly post. And that's just not healthy and it really doesn't help to make our work more sustainable. So this series has really benefited myself as well as the wider movement. And since I've started it, I've been getting dozens and hundreds of messages of how much it's benefited people's mental health. So it's had a really visible visible impact. And yeah, that's just making me really happy. So I make a bit of an effort to uh, really present climate stories from all around the world because our media can often be very Western-centric. Wildlife stories are very popular. Last year, we've seen quite a bit of species to come back from the brink of extinction or being reintroduced, and those stories are always really popular. But also stories like, you know, um, indigenous communities getting their land back after decades and even centuries of fighting for their ancestral lands. And what I found really surprising is that 
I thought that the series would be a mix of pol policy developments and technological advances. But really, a lot of the time we see wins that stemmed from activists organizing against destructive industries and um, they're being really, really successful. And it's really important to me that this series is not just there for the feel-good factor. What I really want to achieve is people getting actively engaged in their communities and joining climate groups because that's how we can make more of these positive stories happen in the long term. So there is a hugely negative media bias when it comes to climate, to the point where we often don't hear about the things that have gone right. And that makes people feel really helpless and demotivates them really, because hope and joy are such important things to have in the climate movement. They nurture us and they give us strength to campaign for climate action in the long term. And while it's really important to stress that the climate crisis is the biggest challenge humanity is facing, and it is if affecting people's lives and livelihoods right now, there is still hope. And on the psychological side of things, our brains have evolved to pay more attention to negative information as a survival mechanism. So really, we need a more nuanced approach to climate communication. Last year, I did some research with Imperial College London and Greener and Cleaner, which is a charity and community hub in South London. So we did an evidence review of effective climate communication and found that while negative information is really good at grabbing our attention because it tends to be very alarmist and very urgent, Solutions-focused communication is actually a lot better at getting people directly involved and engaged in their communities and activist groups. If you want to follow the Positive Climate News series, you can follow me at Jessica Kletchka on Instagram, as well as Earthly Education. I've also started reposting my roundups on LinkedIn and Twitter. So that's every Sunday on Instagram and every Monday on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks for listening to this quickie. This episode was created by our superstar podcast team at Telex London. Until next time, stay curious.